Welcome to the Rule for Combat Actual Play Podcast, where our intrepid adventurers are playing through the Pathfinder adventure, The Fall of Plaguestone. Join us every week as our daring adventurers face treacherous monsters and deadly obstacles on their quest to save a town from utter destruction. Lead on, listener. Your quest awaits. Okay. You have all your items crafted. Everything is repaired. You have some new equipment. Now what? Well, are we ready to go back to adventuring? Lauren Sieg is playing Prue Frosthammer, the half-orc spirit barbarian. Heck yeah. To the stump. Oh, wait. We have to do downtime things, don't we? If you wish. I mean, I'm going to say this took all day between going to get everything and... Um, that was downtime. Yeah, that was downtime. If you want to spend more downtime... Well, are you retraining a feat or skill, Miss Prue? Yeah, if we have the week, I was going to retrain something, but it's not... It's not extremely relevant. I can move on without it, no problem. I found out I was accidentally cheating. Demoralize has the concentrate action, so you can't use it when you're raging unless you take intimidation or raging intimidation. I actually knew that. I don't think you ever did it while you were raging. Oh, well, I intended to cheat. I'm glad I didn't get the chance. No, I remember. I mean, if you did it maybe once, but I actually didn't know it. You couldn't do it during concentration, so. Yeah, I mean, if you want to spend a week, you guys could have to figure out other things to do. I mean, right now... Sounds like nobody else is trying to use a week, so I'm not worried if we want to just keep adventuring. I'd say we ought to at least check out the stump and then see where we go from there. Jason McDonald is playing Brixley Silverthorn, the gnome champion liberator. That sounds good. I also wanted to take a look at that old house on the hill, the one that used to belong to the founder of the town. Vanessa Hoskins is playing Celeste Carvassalon, the human angelic sorcerer. Something, I don't know, tells me we might find something interesting there. But maybe to the stump first, that seems more pressing. Maybe we can ask people in town who've lived there their whole lives if they've seen that map. You are just full of good ideas. So we'll say you spend a full day buying, selling, hauling, repairing, mending, singing, and... um you can then wake up refreshed the next day and I guess find out where that stump is. So I would probably recommend the first thing you'd want to do is, can you guess? The old man. That's not a bad idea. No, no, I was actually going to say gather information, but that works too. Oh yeah. We're talking about the same thing. Yeah. We talk gather information from old men. Let's ask Targan, you know, to take a look at this map, see if he can point out any things for us. Who has diplomacy? Or who's Targan's favorite, Celeste? Yeah. Um, You're his best great, great, great nephew. Niece. Niece few. A niece few? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what he is. He's a nephew. He's somebody's nephew. You're someone's niece. And you meet in the middle. Rob Tremarco is playing Cade Thistlerot, the halfling rogue thief. You can also do make. An impression with one minute of conversation during which you engage in charismatic overtunes, flattering other acts of goodwill. You can seek to make a good impression. Oh, I would like to start by doing that. Yeah, maybe if he likes me more, he'll be more cooperative. Um, I'm going to tell him all about how 
Now, I was thinking about being related to you, and that actually might be kind of neat, actually. After all, this is kind of a cute little town, and, and having a relation here, well, that would that would just tie me in more, wouldn't it? And, and we are feeling quite at home here. He looks at you and he's like, "Oh yeah, that would that would be nice." Uh, 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 and you actually get to make the roll, not me. Diplomacy. It's your it's your roll. Oh damn! Oh, oh damn! A natural twenty. Boy, you guys are wasting all your good rolls on social checks today. If you weren't family before, you are now. Exactly. Jeez. Critical succeeds by two steps. He's like. He leans over to you, and he, like, grabs your hand, squeezes it, gives a little kiss, and says, You're like the daughter I never had. I mean, you're like my other daughter. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You're the sweetest thing that's happened to me in a long, long time. My other daughter, she's always... She's always telling me what to do and yelling at me and telling me I'm a nuisance. But you, you're a breath of fresh air. I I truly hope we're related. I, you know what? As far as I'm concerned, we are related. Aw, Uncle Targi. That's so cute. <laughs> now, <laughs> Uncle Targi, I was wondering if you could help us. We found this map on that really mean Halid, and... We're trying to figure out where it possibly could be. And, and well, you've been all around here, so you know this area so well. Can you figure out where this is? Oh, sure thing. Let me take a look at that old map. Another diplomacy check or? Secret. Okay. Secret check. Although he looks at it, thinks a bit and goes, huh. He like is turning it around. He said, where'd you find this? Uh, by, uh, by a little lake? In a cave with a tree sticking out? Is that where this is? That's the one. Do you know oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know that. That was a, used to be an old drop point for uh, smugglers and uh, illegal things. Uh, I guess it's still being used for that. Uh, well, that's another story. Uh, uh, yeah, this looks like... And he's like turning it around. He goes, yeah, I know where that is. That's a large hollow tree stump in this like clearing. Uh, that's about three miles outside town. I can I can show you where it is. If uh, I can't go there, it's too far from me. But I can I can give you some general direction. Oh, Uncle Targi, that would be wonderful. Thanks. We're gonna go Aww. check it out. He's like, oh, with that he puts his cheek out, waiting for you to kiss it. Uh, give him a kiss. Uh, Celeste gives him a kiss, and then as soon as she's out of line of sight of him, cast press the digitation on her face. on her face he's like oh that's so nice he's like he's just patting your hands he's so happy he's like beaming who would have known you went on this random trip and now you have family celeste oh joy it's a heartwarming tale you might never leave this town you might want to next level you might want to look into knowledge turnip farming oh my gosh that's going to be my next general feat is lore turnip farming. There you go. You'd become best. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry. It's probably in the blood. It's true. Well, I've already got enough in my blood. Thanks. So you have a general idea of where this hollow tree stump is, and it's clearing three miles outside of town. I don't know how long it takes. Maybe through the forest, maybe an hour or so. Okay, that's not bad. Okay. Uh, so what are you guys doing? Off to see the wizard? 
Yeah, we're gonna go I'll check it out. I think I'll tree stump. The wonderful tree stump of Plague Stone. There you go. You walk through the forest. As you walk through the forest, Cade notices something a little odd as you're walking through the forest. He's the only one. Hmm? If it's a trap, I get a plus one. He's noticing that strange things are happening around the forest as you're walking through it. It appears that parts of the forest appear almost to be kind of dead. But in random spots, random locations, something off about everything. It looks like like you'd be like healthy, healthy, and then kind of like a dead area. And then healthy again as you're walking through the various fields and forests. It's, I'll definitely point this out. Like, why is this happening at random? Like somebody spilled plant killer in sections. You mean forests aren't normally like this? Not a healthy forest, I don't think. I mean, I'm no no lumberjack, but if it's forest, 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 dead, forest, 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 completely dead, something's up. Yeah, if anyone has nature, they might be able to know a little bit more about this. Uh... Um, no, I've guessed, uh, we've got hunting lore, but that may not be the same. Well, nature yeah. is a skill. It's not a lore. No, no, yeah, the, the closest thing I have is, is, is the, the hunting thing. Got it. Not me. It's not my strong suit. Doesn't Prue have a little bit of nature? I mean... I just, all I have is survival. I'm not actually very woodsy, though. Oh, then no, you wouldn't know either. So, no, I mean, it's just something you generally notice now that he pointed it out, that... There appears to be little blights of uh, dead spots here and there. Nothing nothing too weird. Seems like they were trying out some alchemy. Potentially. Don't know. Could be. You manage to make it to the large clearing. You find a large hollow tree stump inside the clearing. And I will cut to the chase. Is that Cade can look around... It's really like just open, like kind of a strange location because it's not hidden at all. In fact, it's wide out in the open. And from even a distance, you can see that there's some crates inside the tree stump. All right, I'll go check it out. You go check it out. Being real careful. Using your spidey sense. Looking for yep. my, my, my cade tingle yep. to make sure there's no... Halad <laughs> blasting crossbow traps. Got it. You're using all your Cade senses. But again, this is way out in the open. There's like nothing really yeah. hidden. You go up to the cases and they're crates. They're completely empty. You, you can see like they're just empty. Okay. I mean, I'll pull a few out. There's a few crates, nothing of value, and just empty crates. That's it. Is this where you put the stuff? Or is this the stuff? Like, you know, like, are these crates always here? The crates look like they're kind of weathered. So it looks like they have been here for a while. And it looks like they could be sealed up. So it looks like this was probably just a drop point of some sort. You're not exactly sure. Yeah, so if you have something to drop, you put it in the crates and you walk away. Mm-hmm. That sounds reasonable. I'll check out. I mean, if there's nothing else in the stump and nothing else in the crates, I'm not sure what else we can check out here. Anything that looks suspicious, carvings on the... Uh, stump, any kind of, like, if I reach up inside it, is there, like, a hidden place where people put notes? Yeah, there's all these holes in the stump, kind of like Flash Gordon. You're going to put your arm in? Oh, no. Not if it's like Flash Gordon. (laughs) I don't want that tree scorpion to get me. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, no. You look around. There's, there's no like new carvings. There actually appears to be kind of like old carvings, like of people's initials and stuff. But those are ancient, and from what you can tell, they're just innocent. There's no like gang symbols or hobo signs or anything like that in this tree stump. It's just, uh, it's just an old, large, very ancient tree stump that maybe you know people have been using as a meeting point for other things over the years you think it's worth looking for fresh tracks yeah i think so i'll try that then all right Ooh, you look around and you would think you would be able to find tracks especially in such a large clearing with all this grass but it appears like either the grass is really fresh and has grown recently and no tracks that are left or someone's really good at hiding their trail. But you can't find anything anywhere. Mm, can't find anything. All right, well, I mean, there's nothing else to check around here. I mean, we can look around for a while, like, like kind of do like a ever-widening circular pattern and walk around. But, I mean, I don't know what that'll get us other than exploring some woods. Weren't you going to hide as a money bag and get in that crate? Yeah, I was thinking about it, but then again... I have no idea how long that would take. But the crate is better than a bag. Well, I suppose we could head back to town and check out that house. Yeah, that's what we should do first, I think. Hmm. Still seems like a wasted opportunity. But I suppose you could be hiding for days before anyone came to look for you. That wouldn't be any good mm-hmm. either. Well, I do want to check out the house, so let's go there. Okay. Yeah, you look around, and... It's hard to tell, like, when these were last used, these crates, because they're pretty weathered. But, yeah, you you don't know. I mean, you could be waiting here a month for all you know, or a year. I mean, you're in the middle of nowhere. You're three miles from town. You're in a clearing. It's really kind of an odd situation, the whole thing. So, And if she knows her contact's dead, she's not going to be coming back. I mean, you could do whatever you want, but I'm telling you, your intuition tells you it's kind of like a weird thing. Anyhow. All right. You can come back to town. Spend three uh, three miles. No encounters of any sort. It's a very nice day. Lovely day, in fact. It's uh, late afternoon by the time you get back to town. What are you going to do? I think we were going to go check out the old manor on the hill. I believe it belonged to Etrin, who founded the town. Etrin's Folly. You got it. We can check out the witch's house tomorrow, then? Or later today, yeah. That's fair, if it doesn't take a lot of time. I mean, now that Uncle Targi and I are so close, I, I really want to look into this whole blood relative thing. Yeah, around us, you don't have to call him Uncle Targi. Oh, no, no I, continue. I beg to differ. <laughs> she needs to <sighs> solely and only from now on. Uncle Targi, it shall be. Why you gotta do this to me? Okay. You head over to uh, Etrin's Hill, where Etrin's house is. You remember this. This is the um, the ruins of the estate. It's entirely overgrown, and much of it is scorched and crumbling stonework that can still be seen under a layer of moss and ivy. What are you going to do? This is your show, Celeste. We'll follow your lead. Oh, well, um... Okay, let's go take a look. I was expecting something, well, grander once we got to the top. Most of it has been burned away. What you see is the only portion that's still remaining of the stonework. It actually took up 
a large part of this huge hill and you can see like where you're walking kind of was the foundation but the area to the west is sort of the only area that is uh still intact oh looks like perhaps someone made camp here what is it that i see exactly yeah it looks like some old campgrounds and looks like people were kind of just hanging out here who knows maybe it was finnick or something there was some shelter, but what you see left over is very old and sort of ragged old campgrounds. Maybe this was a dare. Maybe kids come up here at night or something. Who knows? Maybe it's a make-out point. Okay, but it doesn't look like anyone's living here currently, right? No, no, no. This looks like okay. old stuff that people just left here. Well, um, I suppose we can go investigate. If uh, people have been up here, there's probably not much to find. I'll help check it out. Okay. And as you get to the... Uncle Targi would want us to take a look. <laughs> I'm sure he would. As you get up to the estate, it's... Um, yeah, I mean, this is old. You know, this is this is fairly old. Very overgrown. Obviously, there was a fire here, and what wasn't destroyed in the fire has been taken over by nature. And the only reason this small area is even still standing is because of uh, stonework. <laughs> Looks like this was probably the kitchen or the hearth area. Okay, yeah. So once we get to the ruins area, um, I'd say we just sort of pick through it, look around, uh, specifically for like, I don't know, safes and walls, compartments like that that may have hid, I don't know, documents or anything like that that maybe people have looked over. Are you going to comb the place? Yeah, we're going to comb the place. Okay. You spend about an hour looking through the debris, looking through the crumbling masonry, the layer of moss and ivy, and Cade, with his super senses, finds a loose piece of stone masonry in the crumbling chimney set set into the estate's north wall. I carefully check it out and wiggle it out, the brick. You wiggle out the brick, and it comes out pretty smooth. It is mostly being held in by the moss and ivy. And behind the brick is a copper lockbox covered with green patina. Ah, look at this. Hello. Well, let me, uh crack my knuckles and slowly like use my dagger to like feel around it you know check it out for some sort of spring-loaded something or some other nasty thing Ooh, what'd you find doesn't seem to have any traps i found us a treat well i hope it's not dangerous is it locked i don't know i'll take the box out slowly it does not appear to be locked i open wait I check the lid. Check the lid. Looks fine. Looks fine. Lid looks fine. Checks out. And then I put it on the ground. Oh, I can't wait. And I stand a little bit off to the side. I go open it. (laughs) No, no, no. No, I'm a professional. I'm too late. No. Oh, you ruined everything. Enough talk. Kate had a system. (laughs) I have a system for this sort of thing. You just can't go in opening boxes like they're... Hmm. Like it's a box opening. Hey, day. look what's in it. <laughs> Prue walks over, flips open the top. I want there to be an acid trap. Inside is an old leather bound book. 
Oh, this is just the sort of thing I was hoping to find. Um, Ugh, the worst looks. Uh, Celeste is going to pull it out, being very, very careful with it. Um, and she's going to try and carefully turn the pages. She's not sure how fragile they might be from being in there for so long. She pulls out the old leather-bound book, and something falls out of the book. Money? A tarnished silver amulet. Oh, I'll catch it before it hits the ground. Ooh, good catch. You fail to catch it. Wait, No, what? I don't fail. Yes, you do. I, I rolled a three. You failed. No, my dexterity, my dexterity and stuff is tremendous. Yeah, you still fail. You weren't ready. You're flat-footed off the... I'm, I'm sorry. As as Mario, it's my job to collect all the coins. Oh. <laughs> dun 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 <laughs> It's actually, yeah, it's it's actually just a, um, it's just a tarnished silver amulet with a chain. So it actually doesn't even fall all the way. It looks like it's like kind of wrapped around the book. Does it have any engraving on it? I don't know. Who's looking at it? Um, I'll look at it. Yeah, I'll look over your shoulder, and I'm going to cast Detect Magic, uh, canceling out any of the magic that I'm currently aware of. Is there any magic in the area that I'm not aware of? Yes. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. The, the silver amulet bears the faint aura of conjuration, right. and on the back of it is a word carved into the amulet. The word is Carvassalon. What? What? This, I suppose this proves it. I knew Targon was... Oh, man, was right. I knew he was, I don't know, enamored or something. I I, I didn't actually think that we were related. Uncle Targi. I figured he was crazy. I mean, eccentric, I suppose. Hopeful. But related? That's... I didn't actually think it was... True. I, I'm gonna need some time to, to think about this. She takes the uh, amulet and she puts it around her neck and drops it under her, under her dress. And she just, I, I, I need some time alone. And she walks off to sort of a, the edge of the hill, um, and sits down, looking over the town, sort of pensively. The weight of being related to Targan has finally reached her. Well, and just not really knowing who she was, like, yeah. she thought she had that in the bag, you know? And then this, like, crazy old guy is like, oh, yeah, we're related. He's like, mm-hmm, yeah, sure, all right, well, you know, whatever, we'll go look at this house. But now it's just actually, really? She just thought she liked turnips. <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know you have turnips in the blood. Now there's a whole other layer to it. Turnips running through your veins. And as she sits in front of the, uh, the, the cresting hill, sure enough, the sun is setting. It's almost like that scene in Star Wars where Luke is contemplating the larger picture of his life. Basically. Um, she's going to take a little time turning the amulet over and over in her hands, sort of just rubbing off little bits of dust here and there and inspecting it, trying to, trying to see if she can connect with it. And I'm going to go ahead and try an occultism to identify it. Uh, but first, I'm going to uh, use guidance on myself. And she's going to uh, ask any ancestors that may be watching this moment right now for their guidance. And Targon is peeking at you from a bush. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and that's a total of plus. Here's your ancestor. <laughs> yeah, he's just looking out for you. Okay. That is quite beautiful. So... 
by the way, the book, which you were starting to look at, is actually in pretty good shape. It looks like it was made to last. Maybe even had some magical properties. But this thing is... Um, it's parchment. It's it's waxed. So this thing will be able to take quite a beating. FYI. Well, the others can look at the book. She's like she's so distracted by the fact that this amulet even exists with her name on it, with her you know family name, um, that she's just sort of focused on it. Okay. But, um, I think identifying items is a secret check, is it not? It is. It is. I will roll. All right. Actually, yeah, it'll be a plus six wow. with guidance. Plus six. Okay. You have a connection to this, and like a photograph going off in your mind, you actually somehow know what this is. That you know that if you are wearing this amulet, and if you say that name out loud and cast Planar Ally, the amulet will call a creature of some sort connected to both the family and the amulet, which might explain... Where all that magic came from in your blood. The plot thickens. She's just like, she has a lifetime goal now. She's not nearly strong enough to cast Planar Ally, but there's there's a, a moment where she's looking over the sun setting over the town, and she feels like, of all the crazy things that drew her here, it, it has to be fate. She doesn't like believing in fate, but this is it. This is proof. It has to be fate that brought her here. And this is her opportunity to to live and grow in this town and to to grow her magic and solve this mystery. Something that's been bothering her since she was, you know, a teenager, uh, since her magic first manifested. And this is it. And she, it's the, the enormity of it. And she just seems immobile. She just can't get up from that spot because when she does... That means that her quest to find herself, to find her place in the world, really, begins. Y'all ready for turnips tonight? Y'all ready for turnips? Do, 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 do. Turnips, turnips. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> it's like smash cut over to the other side where they're just sort of like, look, it's like kicking dirt and like throwing some rocks and Cruz just sort of like Brexley Brexley's practicing jumping really high just to show off. <laughs> He's like, look, look how high I can jump now. Look what like, I can do. <laughs> Does anyone look at the book? Yeah, sure. What's this nerd book about? Cade's like looking through the nerdy book. It's a piece of the Bolmer family history listing the births and deaths going back several hundred years. It has all the information oh. about the Bolmar family and Targan and his daughter. There's could be other revelations in here, but this is obviously filled with nerdy words and charts and you know family charts. trees, things that would bore the crap out of Cade. This is all Celeste. Um, after a few minutes uh, looking over, once the sun is finally set, she'll put the amulet back out on her chest, you know, above her displayed over her dress, and she'll cast light on it so that it sort of shines forward. And she'll go back inside and... Okay, I'm ready to look at the book now. Is it something horrible? Go. Please tell me it's not something horrible. No, it's, your, it's the family trees of going back a long, long time. Apparently your family was trees. You're half-treant. 
Actually, <laughs> actually, Brixley kind of perks his ears up at that, and he's curious if there's any nobility in there because he has heraldry lore as one of his skills. So he kind of wants to take a look and see if he recognizes any names in there. Well, well, well. The plot thickens again. There was a brief yeah. gnome wedding, a marriage that was a, was later it lent, ended in divorce. Well, this yeah. is... Uh... Brixley's also related to Targon. <laughs> You're all related to Targon. <laughs> We're brothers and sisters. Right, this just got real weird, y'all. No, no, no. Well, this is Celeste's book, so she <laughs> has to give permission. For, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything on that. Um. No, I'm not. Celeste also has Harold heraldry lore but she would absolutely love to to start making sense of all this and she welcomes brixley's assistance um so while i think she's gonna end up making her own check only because freaking aiding in the system is so hard um she's also gonna cast guidance on brixley for making this check i would say this is something you're gonna have to do back at the inn because the book the inn, is yeah rather large and detailed and it's getting dark so i even with light so i would say this is something you want to spend like a day or so going over this isn't like a quick thing okay yeah no that, that makes sense um yeah so the two of them can definitely spend some time going over it she's got plenty of ink and paper um and little journals and stuff Group so they can projects. take notes and figure out yeah trying to make sense of it I, all i was sure Targon was crazy and this would be something crazy I wasn't expecting that. We can go, if you're ready to go back to the inn and uh, start your homework assignments. Yeah. Uh, so, I'll write the introduction, the conclusion, and Celeste can write the rest. <laughs> I mean, I think we're doing the research together, but okay. Um, a question about planar ally. So it's an uncommon ritual, level five. Do I still need to find like a formula or like directions for that? Or can I intuit no. it from the... You can intuit, because this thing has some minor magics, in fact, this thing appears to be almost like a focal point for your magics that might even help you on certain abilities. That's so cool. And in fact, when you cast light on it, your name in the back, Carbassalon, like glows a little brighter, almost as if it's reacting to the magic. That's intensely awesome. So you're back at the inn... Celeste with her mind blown. She's like walking through a fog. And there's there's Targon just sitting there sleeping with dinner in front of him. He's just sort of sleeping, having a little nap. Now you know that they're family. Yeah, she's um obviously they're gonna notice the big book. So she's definitely gonna let she's gonna let Delma and Uncle Targi. Uh, know right away about what they had found that we found this um, ancestry book that's got all sorts of different uh, genealogies in it and a bunch of information but it's really old um, so we're gonna have to take some time looking through it all figuring it out but you know between Brixley and I we're pretty sure we can figure this out yeah Delma's like that's so nice I, I knew I had a connection with you I, I knew deep down inside we had some cosmic connection it all makes sense now Oh, finally, something something good came out of this town. Uh, of course, Bord had to die, but at least you came out of it. Uh, Wheel of Life and all that, I suppose. Uh, yeah, cousins, I suppose. Yes, distant cousins, but kin nonetheless. Oh, father's going to be so excited. He already thought of you as a daughter, but when he hears this, he's going to be positively giddy. 
Well, fantastic. I'm I'm glad I was able to, to discover this. Actually, it was Cade who found it. Oh, Thumbs up. Cade, he's a he's a tricky one. I'd be careful around him. <laughs> he, uh, that out. is true. He's 100% right. <laughs> Maybe some extra turnip souffle for Cade, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Time to fail some more checks. All right, well, you're back at the inn. Another raucous evening. The uh, the farmer's there, by the way. Farmer Eliam, if you want to get to him before he gets too drunk. Yeah, we didn't sell the plus one rune, so that's definitely worth worth talking to him about. Okay. He looks over to Brixley and sort of says, Uh, no harm feelings. Uh, you know, brawl and all. Just happens. I've heard that's a pretty common thing here, so no, no, if you don't, if you're not angry about it, neither am I. Perhaps I'll even buy you, I'll even buy you a beer. Oh, that's, that's uh, mighty fond of you. You know, I'm sure you're going to have plenty of opportunity to uh, return the favor, as uh, uh, the brawls are quite common, as you said. Uh, uh, in fact, I might even let you get a free shot. Uh, don't count on it, though. So, so how may I help you? I, I heard through town that you've uh, come quite, quite the celebrities, uh, uh, killing Hallids and uh, uh, solving mysteries. Oh, I'm, I'm honored that you're even speaking to me. I'm uh, not the diplomacy character. Are you sure you want me to handle it? I mean, Brixley and I are both looking at a big, boring book, so... Uh... Ooh, I'll talk to him. That's fine. I'll, I'll take notes on this part if you want to go talk to him. I'm, I want to see where this lineage goes. I'm actually goes. also okay on diplomacy, so... Oh, okay. Well, what do you want to talk to him about? What's the goal here? We were going to ask if he's able to do the to do the move the rune to a different piece of gear. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's the gist of it. Ah, okay. Um, I mean, you don't need. He, he already kind of likes you, so I don't think you need to do a heavy diplomacy. You can literally just buy him a drink and <laughs> butter him up. Buy him a drink and put down a short sword and a kukri. Yeah, yeah. He he looks this over and he's like, hmm. It's like hmm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's a little bit out of my my pay grade. I'm I uh I'm mostly been fixing wagons and farm implements never got into magic never had the opportunity i hate to say but it's definitely fascinating trying to think if there's anyone else around here who can uh, really help with magics he's like thinking he's like "Mm, i don't really know maybe if you went to the uh the old church i think there's a i think there's some missionary over there maybe maybe he can do a little bit of magic all right thanks for the help here's some more Turnip booze. Turnip booze? There's no such thing as bad turnip booze. Now, you wouldn't know that because you don't even know what good turnip booze is. So you just presume it's all kind of the same, which is all bad. All right. A few quick things. Who wants... Okay, we have Splint Mail, Healer's Kid, Repair Kit, Replacement Picks, Alchemist Kit. All those kits went to proof. You have three healing potions... Who wants the healing potions? Well, we should give it to our three who aren't divine sorcerers, right? Sounds good. That's all me. Oh, I mean you guys. Okay. Celeste has all three of them. Next is who gets the potency crystal? Prue. I'm good with Prue. I, I I'm, have, I'm okay with that. I I probably won't ever use it though. Just you know I what have, it does? Yeah, it's like a you get like one hit to like be real good, but that's a consumable. 
I won't know the right time to use it, so I'll just hold it. We'll tell you when to use it. We'll all vote. We'll vote when to use it. You guys just voted that I have it, so I guess I have to just take it. I'll do it. I'll just take it. You'll know when you're just about to die. And then you'll die. And then Cade will come over and take it off your dead body, and then he'll use it. There we go. That got really morbid all of a sudden. And then Cade will say, well, she probably should have used this before she died. Too bad she didn't know when to use it. Or you'll crit me for 40-something again, and I'll go down on one hit again. Not my fault. Don't blame me. That was actually all your fault. 100%. Don't, don't hate the GM. Hate the dice. Blamed and hated. No, not hated. Wow. Hated, too. <laughs> no, <laughs> not hated. Wow. <laughs> I hate you, too. And I don't mean oh. the character. I mean Lauren Sink. Oh, no. I, what I have you. I done? I hate you. Evil, evil temptress. I am wicked. You are wicked. Wicked southern ways. You and your fish mongering. I'm not that southern. <laughs> I think she added like an extra E in there. Like an extra not southern. I'm only a little bit southern. Gotta have a character who's southern. All right. I do have a character who's stubborn. Haven't you no, listened me, to our stellar pot? Oh, okay. All right. No, me and me. I got to make one of my characters that. Can you even do Southern? God, no. No, I can't do Southern. Well, then you have to. You should do Mario. Uh, it's me, uh, Mario. Okay. It's me. I'm adventuring. Who stole the key? think you need to do that for from now on. When, when would I play a character that that's fitting for? Uh, I believe later in this adventure, you will be transformed into a gnome. Uh, all right. Well, just uh, make sure it's towards the end of the podcast. So I don't feel real bad when I quit. <laughs> a gnome? Oh, God. I have such an issue with gnomes. Why? I love gnomes. They're, yeah, I mean, okay. What's Brixley? He's, an, he's a gnome. He's yeah, but he's gnome. not like a ridiculous gnome, you know? Are you sure? He's not like, my name is Tingle Bottom Fluffaboons. <laughs> he's not a ridiculous gnome? Have you have you looked at Brixley? Have you seen Brixley? He is a bit foppish around the edges. He talks quiet and serious and with a drawl. I guess we'll go save your farm. He's got purple hair. Well, he can't help that. That's not his fault. We live downstream from a nuclear reactor or an, or, or an arcane reactor or something. His his green clothing. I think it's completely his fault. Green clothing. You're going to hold that against him? Green clothing? I, d- I did kind of accidentally make the Lucky Charms man only with facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's a me, a Brixley. And now it's a me, a Mario. <laughs> You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Pathfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various role-playing games on our Discord channel at Discord.RollForCombat.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and other social media platforms. You've been listening to Roll for Combat. 
Until next week, always remember that those ghouls don't want to steal your soul. They just want a hug.